High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, prospective teenage witches, unnecessary older brothers, Debbie Reynolds fans, and a special shout out to all you Disney Channel original movie fans out there. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the slumber party's at my place this evening. But first, school's still in session. And we have some homework to talk about. This was your assignment. And I would like to see the results. Part two of our two-part Halloween double header. Your homework, of course, was to listen to that episode where we covered the Lost Boys again. Mike, Manzi, and I, we rewatched The Lost Boys, a Halloween classic. We are fans of Corey Feldman and Corey Haim, so we felt compelled to do it. That was episode one of the doubleheader. We are now on to episode two. And of course, we covered The Lost Boys previously many Halloweens ago, so that's part of your homework to listen to that episode as well, with Dan Cologne and Shawnee Mead. Shawnee is amazing. She comes to the slumber party every Halloween with another great pick, another great movie. We covered The Lost Boys, as I mentioned. We covered The Blob. We've covered Teen Witch. And she suggested we dive into the Disney Channel original movie universe and cover Halloween Town 2. Not Halloween Town, as we find out, not teen-related, but Halloween Town 2. Now, I do have a disclaimer and a regret. I wish I watched all them in a row. I just watched Halloween Town 2, and I don't think I got out of it what I should have. Shawnee has already promised that she'll be back next year to cover Halloween Town High, and I promise to watch all of them in succession and talk about them on next year's podcast. But don't worry, we still have a fun time today on Halloween. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. But first, remember to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you might be listening that you can subscribe to. Also, remember, check out all the old High School Slumber Party episodes on cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me, as well as my other podcasts, Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar, PSI, Love Hoffman, and all the other great pop culture podcasts, including Shawnee's podcast, which she'll tell you about later. Check those out on cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me. We also have social media here, and social media participation is a huge part of your grade in the High School Slumber Party, so... Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Sorry, X. I'm still calling it Twitter. I think a lot of people are. This is going to be a fun, fun episode, and of course, a fun Halloween. 
Before we get into it, though, I did want to say something. I know it is not high school slumber party related. It's Halloween related, but I feel compelled to talk about it. So, we lost Matthew Perry the other day. Way too soon, and I can't really overstate the impact he had on my life, to be completely honest with you. I remember telling my mom when I was a kid that I was going to bed, her shutting the lights off, me sneaking out of bed and turning on my my tiny TV set. It was small and black. I think kids today would be like, that's a TV? It was probably like the size of a tablet, to be honest with you. Anyway, I used to sneak out of bed, put the volume real low after I turned it on, and I would watch reruns of sitcoms. Friends was my favorite. And look, I'm not saying it was healthy, but I learned a lot about life from that show. The births, the weddings, everything. I just had a kid, and I kept thinking about all the births on Friends. Again, I'm a weirdo. I get that. And honestly, I was a shy kid. And I know it wasn't exactly the healthiest choice, but when I broke out of my shell growing up, when I sort of became a class clown and someone that people actually wanted to talk to, when I was able to show parts of my personality that I was too afraid to show before, it was after I started watching Friends, and I kind of, sort of, mirrored my personality after Matthew Perry's performance as Chandler. Look, for better or worse, I know it's weird. I was a weird kid. It's just something I did. But I could relate to Chandler so much. And with Chandler, I don't know, it felt okay for me to be myself. Matthew Perry would be the first one to tell you that he wasn't perfect. And I'll be the first one to tell you that Friends is not perfect. The Chandler character might be the most problematic of them all. My friends in real life might tell you that my biting sarcasm is the most intolerable thing about me. That's not the point. Growing up is hard. That's a lot of what High School Slumber Party is about. Personally, it was nice to have six best friends when I was going through it. Chandler specifically got me through a lot. And I'm forever thankful. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. On a much lighter note, let's get to the episode. Let's talk Halloween Town 2, technically called Calabar's Revenge. So pack your favorite jammies, tell your mother you're sleeping at Brian's, because we're about to get our party on. Class dismissed. You know, I haven't been podcasting as much for some obvious reasons, but there's certain traditions that I have to, I feel like I have to uphold here. It's Halloween season, and Shawnee, you've been a guest on multiple, multiple Halloweens on High School Slumber Party, so welcome again. Do you you remember how to introduce yourself? It's been a while. Uh, Yes, it has been a while. Yeah, hi, I'm Shawnee Mead. Um, I graduated from high school in 2007 and uh yes we've gone over this many times but no school mascot unfortunately (laughs) no school mascot but you know you're a big halloween fan halloween is the time of costumes and sort of mascots in a way so so that more than makes up for (laughs) it 
Um, you know, we've covered a bunch <laughs> of films here. We covered both Blob films, but this this is a groundbreaking movie yeah. we're going to talk today for a couple reasons. But we've sort of not on purpose, but we've sort of avoided the Disney Channel original movies on High School Slumber Party, which is blasphemous because we should have at least done a <laughs> High School Musical by now. But um, just off the bat, the reason is like I really need to do a deep dive. Because, you know, you can attest to this today, but, like, people don't realize not all of them are high school films. A lot of them are, like, middle school films. A lot of them involve younger kids. Oh. So it's a, it's a real process to decipher, right? And that's probably why, I'm assuming, we're covering Halloween Town 2 today and not starting at Halloween Town, correct? Yes, because Halloween Town, I think she's in middle school. So, yeah, I know that doesn't fit in the rules of high school summer party. So we're starting at number two. <laughs> I mean, we've skirted the rules here or there, but I don't mind starting at number two. Today, of course, we are talking Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. (laughs) So, (laughs) Shawnee, you know, what is your history with this film? What's your history with the series? Bring me back to the time where you first enjoyed Halloween Town 2. All right. Well, annoyingly, this uh, film came out... When did this come out? 2000 and something. Or something. Uh, 2001. 2001. Yes. All right. Well, the first one came out in 1998. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't see that because it didn't make its way to Australian television. So that's very upsetting. I was deprived of Halloween Town in my youth. Uh, I, so I had heard a lot about Halloween Town from things. And I love Halloween movies. So... I eventually, I think I only saw them all for the first time maybe in 2020, I think. Yeah, I think it's like I'm kind of, you know, I'm still new-ish to the Halloween Town trilogy, but I have seen them, yeah, now every Halloween for the last about four years. So, yes, I'm kind of, you know, catching up. I mean, obviously I don't have the nostalgia for them as much as people as much as if I'd seen them when I was eight but I still you know they're cheesy they're corny they're you know it's a decom Disney original movie so you know but I still you know they're still fun and I know that when I was eight and 11 and however old when the other one came out that I would have you know I would have been all about it <laughs> Yeah, look, this this is the season for films like this. Uh, we've discussed mm-hmm. in the past that you are a fan of the Halloween movies that aren't necessarily horror movies. You see, you hear a lot of people in October watch yeah. the scariest movies possible. <laughs> I wouldn't say Halloween mm. Town, the series, is particularly scary. <laughs> it isn't. It's definitely more on the spooky, the fun, spooky side. Not even really that spooky, but yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't realize I didn't realize there was four of these. Yes. There's Halloween Town. Yes, there's Halloween Town 2. Then there's Halloween Town High. But then there is a fourth one, but I think for you know, the big Halloween Town fans, um the fourth one doesn't count. So I have never seen the fourth one <laughs> because it has a different it has a different money in it and everyone went it was it was weird and no one so a lot of people don't count that one as existing. So that, so it's actually it's actually a trilogy. It's 
to, yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> so we will delete, re- return to Halloween Town. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting chilly here. I'm definitely getting in the Halloween spirit. I just um, went to take out my dogs before recording, and you know, it's such a weird month that you could just walk down the street, and there, like, there was a, w- a woman maybe in her 40s dressed as Cher from Clueless, and like, I didn't think anything of it. You know what I mean? Because it's October, it's Halloween yeah. season. So, <laughs> um, but great to see, great to see the high school con- connection there. So for me, um, yeah. I, I definitely grew up with these Disney. Uh, original movies i don't think i caught halloween town too like i vaguely remember the series i do remember like a little you know we're not going to go into the history of decoms today but i do remember i got very excited in 1997 for um under wraps have you seen that one the original um no i haven't but i have i've seen that on disney plus the mummy one that's had a remake but yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Under Wraps dropped in 97. I remember it was like around Halloween in 97. Uh, you know, I was 10 years old and it looked like a cool movie. And, you know, I remember watching it the day it came out and everyone watched Under Wraps. And it really propelled what would be the Disney Channel original movies. It's a little controversial because Disney does count it as. The first decom film, but it's not always available on streaming because they didn't technically make it. It's one of these weird things. I think like an outside Ah. company made it. It it was so successful that they decided to really jumpstart the decom revolution, if you will. And they knew that they had to have a Halloween project the following year. Um, They knew that they're like, hey, so we had a movie. It was an original movie. It did well. What's going to be our Halloween movie? And so officially, it was Under Wraps, then Your Lucky Dog, Brink. So Halloween Town was the fourth decon movie in the way they count things. So they were excited about the first one. I don't, I don't know why. I just don't remember uh, this, like, again, the series much. But it, it was wildly successful enough to have, again, two more movies, three more movies, depending <laughs> on who you on who you ask <laughs> yes i feel like i screwed up a bit because i think i should have rewatched the first halloween town before this one they do like a little recap but i don't i don't know yeah. like how accurate the recap is um in your words do you think you need to watch the first halloween town to watch halloween town too um well i mean i think it's not like you're going to miss massive things. It's not like if you watch, like, you know, Marvel number 50 or something and come in and have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I think just for, you know, your enjoyment and to get the most out of this film, it probably helps to have seen the first one. Yeah, yeah, I think so, because I didn't have a big attachment to a lot of the characters that I think I should have. Um, typically, we read the back of the DVD or back of VHS here. Because mm-hmm. this is, like... A Disney Plus movie and it's streaming. I'm gonna read the the little uh, summary from Disney Plus here, and then we'll, then we'll get more into the the production and such. But mm-hmm. uh, here goes. Grandmother Aggie sweeps Marnie and Sophie off to Halloween Town to investigate a series of strange occurrences that seem to have stripped. Wait, is that she brings Sophie too? 
no. <laughs> Sophie That's not accurate. It isn't. Sophie never gets to join in. <laughs> Guys, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh my goodness, Disney Plus, get your act together. Uh, well, I'll read oh. it as it says, you know. Marnie and Sophie off to Halloween Town to investigate a series of strange occurrences that seem to have stripped the community of its magic. But why? It isn't long before they discover that an angry warlock has taken Aggie's spellbook with evil intentions to turn every human into whatever costume, whatever costume they're wearing at midnight on Halloween. Oh. I still can't believe they messed the Sophie thing up there. I don't understand that. I know. <laughs> you know, Sophie doesn't get to go. Sophie's constantly getting the shaft when it comes to Halloween Town. Like, Sophie just, like, she always wants to join in, but everyone leaves her out all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, her thing. Like, that's what's funny. Ugh, I don't know. So, oh. so, so silly. So you, you've okay. seen three out of the four, right? Yes, I have. So we're going to put the fourth one last place. How would you rank the other three? Um, uh, mm. I kind of want to know where I stand. That's why. I don't know. I think it's sort of like one, two, three is one, two, and three of the series. I think. Yeah. I don't think I... I don't do them out sense. of order. I think that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think because the first... I'd say the first one, the quality is a little bit better. But I, I don't know. It's just... I think because the first in the first one, Halloween Town is filmed in a different place, which feels a bit more like an actual town because it was an actual town. It was filmed in St Helens, Oregon, who they still celebrate today as the home of Halloween Town. So, um, oh really? Yeah, but this one, <laughs> yeah. So that it's a big thing. They do events. I'm looking on the website right now. They're called call themselves like Spirit of Halloween Town, and they do. Events from September, I think, to October. So, yeah, and they've got the city hall. They've got the big pumpkin out the front, and yeah, it's a big, it's a big thing. I think it's a lot of Disney fans. And you're saying the second one wasn't shot there? Yeah, it's weirdly shot in like a very small kind of area, and all of a sudden it's like, where's the city hall? The big pumpkin's still there, but it's like crammed in a corner in this new place that apparently is still Halloween Town, but. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, it felt like a like it was definitely like a set. I definitely again want to watch the first one because it, there's, I had a very disconnect in the Halloween Town aspect of things. Halloween Town, I know it was supposed to be boring and, and gray and stuff, but like it didn't. I didn't get a lot of the yes. magic when we went to Halloween Town. Like I didn't care so much that we were oh my god transported to Halloween Town. Um, that's why I felt like again like am I yeah. missing something here? Like it doesn't feel very magical. <laughs> But yes, I feel like magic-wise, that's why I think Halloween Town, the first one, is my favorite because it's, yeah, it's more magical, it's more Halloween-y, it's, you know, feels more like a real place rather than, yeah, the Halloween Town that we get in this one. (laughs) So not a lot of background I saw on the film. I mean, I did just a half-ass internet research. I didn't do like a really, really deep... (laughs) deep dive into this one um seemed like it would be difficult but uh it was directed by mary lambert who uh, you know i looked her up and she's done a bunch of things she did a bunch of music videos but she also like did the film pet cemetery and pet cemetery 2 which (laughs) that (laughs) i think that's more i mean it's like horror obviously (laughs) 
Um, so she knows her way yeah. around Halloween, I guess, but a very different vibe, I would say. Yes, the Stephen King to Disney pipeline. <laughs> 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 yes, scary pets to, you know, funny people with pumpkin heads. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that the, the composer is, uh, what's his name, Mark Mothersbaugh, who's the guy from Devo. Oh. I mean, like a great TV and film composer, but like, oh. you know, sort of interesting, you know. <laughs> that he, he lent his talents to a film like a Halloween Town too, because mm-hmm. I'd have to, I need to watch these decom films again from this era. Like I didn't remember them having such low TV quality about them, and I don't again I don't mean that in an insulting way. Like that's totally mm-hmm. fine, but I remember them being so magical growing up, and like now I'm like oh this is. You know, they're they're short, they're to the point, and they're fun for sure. Yeah, it is quite short, but um, I mean, you know, it was made for TV, so yeah, it gets a pass looking like it's made for TV, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, for sure, for sure. Yes, yes, but yes, I know if I'd seen this when I was eleven, I would have been like, "This is amazing! It's so magical! (laughs) I just want to, I just want to go to Halloween Town and be a witch because." I've always wanted to be a witch. Everything lied to me. I didn't become one at 13 or 16. I'm now I'm now 33 and I'm still waiting. Like I keep hoping that, that you know, maybe I'm just a late bloomer. Magic-wise and I'm going to get my powers. <laughs> I'm still waiting, but yeah. Sabrina, I hope so. Halloween Town, you lied to me. All of you. Te- uh, uh, teen Witch. <laughs> yes, yes. Teen Witch, that was lying to me as well. Even though I saw that later, but... That's another one that at 16 you become a witch. Like, that's the rule, and it hasn't happened, and I'm still waiting, so yeah. <laughs> so this cast, really quickly, uh, Kimberly J. Brown plays Marnie, beloved mm-hmm. Disney Channel original movie actor, was in the first three Halloween towns, mm-hmm. as discussed, the mm-hmm. only Halloween towns that count. She was also in a film called yes. Quince. This is like a super iconic character. If there was anything I remembered from the movie, it was it was her and of course um, Aggie, played by the mm. wonderful, the iconic yeah. Debbie Reynolds, the legendary Debbie Reynolds as Aggie. And I was like, yeah, I just want to be Aggie when I grow up. Is she, <laughs> she's fun. She's cool. She's Debbie Reynolds. She's a cool witch. She has a magic, you know, Mary Poppins sort of Halloween Town bag. That you know has a link to our house in Halloween Town. <laughs> Maybe there's a chance for you to be more of the Aggie, right? Like you know, because yeah. obviously yeah, you're older than sixteen. <laughs> but maybe you have to yes. wait till yeah. you're till your Aggie age. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> These two make the movie to me, and they make the series mm-hmm. to me. Their their interaction yeah, is is so good. I think that's like if I put myself in the you know, spirit of a teenager, you know, like that's kind of what I would be envious of. Mm. You know, I thought back, right? And sometimes like when you're a teenager, you could have disagreements with your mom, right? And you not fantasize, but like there's this idea of like another relative, like a grandmother you never heard of who like is the answer to all your prayers and you know, she's the one who gets along with you and she whisks you away to, to whatever it is. And in this case, Halloween Town. So, like, I think the dyna- their, their dynamic here is really good. You know, you, again, you have a mother 
who is played by J- Judith Hogue, original April O'Neil, mm-hmm. I believe, from the Turtle series. And, you know, she kind of just wants to be normal. I mean, you know, quote unquote normal, like not Halloween town-ish, mm. not take on that that witch's legacy. And you have yeah, it, she has skip a generation. A version to Halloween Town that we never actually find out what her problem is with Halloween Town. Like it doesn't I don't know, it doesn't <laughs> seem that bad being a witch and being from Halloween Town, but like the whole movie series she's always kind of like trying to fight and stop Marnie from being a witch. Like I mean in the first one she pretty much is just trying to stop her from being a witch altogether and didn't tell her that she was a witch and nearly let her thirteenth Halloween go by without teaching her magic and like so I don't but yeah, she kind of She's a, the mother's a bit all over the place. She sometimes hates Halloween and sometimes she accepts it. And then she goes back to hating Halloween Town. And yeah, she has this weird. <laughs> she has this weird. She's very anti-Halloween Town, but we never find out why. I think I don't like. I don't know. I don't think there's anything awful that happened. It's just she was a witch. She was from Halloween Town. She met a guy at a Halloween party and then moved to the human world. But she just has a hatred of Halloween Town. I don't. But. Yeah, we never ever find out why. And that always annoys me because, like, what is your deal? <laughs> it does feel a little irrational. Like, it, it, again, I think it makes sense yeah. from a teenager's perspective. Like, you would, like, you would be like, "Oh, I don't know why my mother's not letting me do this or didn't let me do that." But mm. then, like, from from that perspective, it's like, yeah, it. See, there is harm in Halloween Town because, like, you know, magic could be dangerous, right? But like, there's also danger in the real world, as we've seen. So I don't know. Yeah. And Halloween Town is actually kind of cutesy. There's little, like, you know, pumpkin-headed people walking around with their children and there's, like, a bowling team. And, like, no one actually, <laughs> apart from, like, you know, Calabar and the evil warlock in this one, it's kind of Halloween Town's just, like, seems pretty chill. It's just, like, the human world. It's just people happen to be, you know, goblins and vampires and, you know, pumpkin-headed people. And I think it's really funny that... Um... <laughs> It's called Calabar's Revenge, and yes. Well, first of all, I never, I never hear people say like, "Oh, I'm going to watch Calabar's Revenge," right? I think most people just say Halloween <laughs> yeah. Town too. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's funny that it's called Calabar's Revenge, but like, I don't think Calabar's in it, right? Yeah. It's just his son. Yes. Spoiler alert: his son. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but it's really revenge for Calabar. It's not really Calabar's Revenge. Yeah, it's more like he's, you know, avenging his father from the first one. You know, they needed to throw on something. I don't know. I mean, it could have just been Halloween Town too. I don't know. It didn't necessarily need, like, a you know, glind thing, but they gave it one. Maybe to up the drama. Yeah. You know. Ooh, it's Halloween Town too, but that's revenge. <laughs> but like i don't think there was one kid back then who was like you know i wasn't gonna watch halloween town 2 but when i found out it was about calabar's revenge now i'm in right like i think they just yeah. could have hooked anyone in with halloween town 2 so again not a lot of production mm. notes here i just i think th- some of these things are hilarious so there's only like five or six <laughs> imdb trivia points and I'm gonna, I'm gonna read them out here yeah so the first the first one is the Sanderson sisters' costumes from Hocus Pocus were recycled in the film and can be seen on three mm-hmm. new actresses at the end of the film when the gray spell breaks. Did you catch that? Um, yes, I have. I've seen that bit of trivia before, and I have, I think the very first time I saw it, I noticed Sarah's costume, 
then this time around I saw Sarah's costume again and then Mary's costume but I haven't haven't clocked Winifred's costume anywhere but apparently <laughs> it's there but I've seen yeah I've seen the other two sisters but no Winifred has popped up yet well, it's there but I haven't seen it so next Halloween <laughs> this is so fascinating oh. to me because uh, Hocus Pocus is, has had such a revival. I mean, if you go up to Salem, everyone's talking Hocus mm-hmm. Pocus up there, right? Like Hocus Pocus yep. is considered one of the most beloved Halloween films these days. But mm-hmm. uh, as I think I mentioned on my Hocus Pocus episode here, that wasn't always the case. There was like a lull in Hocus Pocus fandom. Um, I think Disney... Mm-hmm. You know, released it. They had a little bit of success, and then sort of was forgotten. Maybe put in that old vault. Who knows? Because and and this is proof right here. Because if that movie was such a treasure as it is today, they would never have been like, "Hey, just use these hocus pocus stuff." (laughs) Like they didn't do it as an Easter egg or anything like that. It was just like, "Oh, this is lying around the lot. Wear this." (laughs) Yeah, these very intricate costumes that you know are cinematic quality. They're not TV movie costumes and the fact that you know they were worn by Bette Midler, Kathina Jimmy and Sarah Jessica Parker but like sure just like whip them on any old extras in Halloween town but well yeah I think because Hocus Pocus they brought it out in like July or something ridiculous so you know who's going to see Hocus Pocus you know it was July 1993 who is rocking up for Hocus Pocus (laughs) It's, you know, in America, it's summer, like, it just, yeah, they did a weird no, thing. Yeah, they should have exactly. brought it out in October. And, yeah, it kind of didn't take off as much, but I think it took off later when it, you know, played on TV and came to video and, you know. Like the Black Flame Candle, it had a slow burn. Um, yes. Okay, so the other facts here. This was an interesting one. In June 2022, Kimberly J. Brown, who played Marnie, and Danielle Counts, mm-hmm. who played Cal, got engaged. Like, apparently they, yeah. they met up at some something, like a Comic-Con or a YouTube thing, right? And they hit it off, mm. and they apparently are engaged. How crazy is that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I've seen that because I often look on her Instagram around Halloween time because she always does Halloween Town stuff because she kept... I think when the film ended, she kept her whole like witch's outfit from this one. So she's got the hat, she's got the, you know, purple starry cape thing. I think she got a few other things. But yeah, they met again later at a yeah, convention thing and then yeah, got engaged. So that <laughs> that is funny. Halloween That's all like a, romance. You know, very interesting <laughs> meet cute. You know, meet as teenagers <laughs> in a Disney movie in Halloween Town, and you know, years later, meet again and fall in love. And yeah, it's <laughs> very <laughs> interesting. That's a, I mean, that's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story to tell. The only other fact I'm going to read is that uh, Debbie Reynolds, Judith Hogue, who again played uh, the mom, and Joey Zimmerman mm-hmm. are the only individuals who appear in all four. Um, and Joey Zimmerman plays, I guess he's the brother, right? Dylan. Um, What an interesting character here to me. Like, I did not remember him from any of these movies. (laughs) He's not like our stereotypical, 
you know, annoying little brother that we discuss in so many other films. But he's like, mm. there's something about him that rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, I'm never, I'm not a fan of Dylan at all. And I don't understand why they <laughs> made a decision that he was a bigger character than Sophie. Because I, I'm, like, justice for Sophie. Sophie's <clears throat> getting the shaft all over the place. Like, she, I think by this film... Not quite, but she's kind of, you know, closer to 13 than she was in the first one. But no one's, you know, training Sophie. But we know Sophie's a witch because even when she was little, she's been able to, like, move cookies with her mind. And, you know, we know that Sophie has the Cromwell magic, but Sophie just gets overlooked all the time. Like, I'm sure later on Sophie's going to grow up and resent Marnie completely because she'll be like, you got everything. And I'm a witch as well, but like, you know, Aggie didn't give me any lessons and mom kept trying to send me to bed at like six o'clock while we're having a Halloween party. <laughs> house, but... Yeah, that happens. Well, there's children who are younger than something <laughs> going out trick-or-treating, but then the mom keeps going like, it's your bedtime. Yeah. Like what time? But if there's something at the high school later on, I think it's only about like six o'clock. So why does Sophie have to go to bed? <laughs> of course. Why does Sophie not get any magic? She doesn't get any cookies. She doesn't get... Just to go to bed at six o'clock on Halloween. So <laughs> it's just so funny because I mean I, I think a couple of these characters I'll go into a little bit more because they might be nominees for some awards later. But 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 we'll get there. Yeah. So in terms of the film, you know, do you have any favorite moments? Anything you wanted to discuss? Again, it is a very quick film. Um, we pretty much yeah. said you know what it what it's <laughs> about. So you know what really sticks out to you when you watch or re-watch uh, Halloween Town 2? Um, well, I mean, I like in this one that finally in the human world they are allowed to have Halloween. So that's exciting because up until Halloween Town 1, <clears throat> the mother didn't let them celebrate Halloween in any way because she was a party pooper and trying to keep them from the fun <laughs> of Halloween. But yeah, so this one, they've moved. They, you know, celebrate Halloween now. Since the first one, Aggie has moved in with them. So she hasn't been to Halloween town for a while, but she's missing it, but she stayed in the human world to train Marnie. Yeah. And this one, I think the whole, there's still a lot of, you know, mother, daughter, grandmother drama in this one that Marnie's still kind of, you know, trying to just get her mother on board with you know, being a witch. Cause she's like, you know, I'm a witch. I can't not be like, you know, but you know, I want to just do my magic. <laughs> and they're always fighting about everything, but, yeah, there's sort of drama at the beginning because Aggie is going to take Marnie to Halloween Town for a year. But, uh, you know, a year in Halloween Town is about 100 years in the human world. So that's sort of drama. Wow. That Marnie's going to leave the family forever because she has to go and, you know, take over the Cromwell family. But, yeah, I mean, I just like all the human world stuff at the beginning that, you know, Marnie can do magic. They're working in. Magic, Aggie has like a secret magic room that they've built into the house that has all their spell books and everything that rudely Marnie just randomly takes people in that she's just met and takes them into her grandmother's secret magic room. But <laughs> Oh my god. Like I was screaming at I was screaming yeah. at the TV. Like this is the this is the part where I had the most visceral reaction. Yeah. As soon as these two dudes came on screen, I'm like <laughs> They're bad. Yeah. Like, this is so obvious. Yeah. Hey, we just moved in on Halloween. What's up? Yeah. You know? 
And it's like, oh, like, you know, let me see around your house. It's like, well, hey, your room's kind of boring. It's like, oh, let me show you my grandmother's secret room. That's like, oh, yeah. God. I was like, what are you doing? We keep secret for a reason because people in the human world don't know about Halloween Town and magic. And we keep, you know, Aggie's room is private. It's her room. We keep it for Aggie. But sure, <laughs> I'm trying to impress some guy that I just met who rocked up at my house on Halloween night. In a leather jacket, like okay, with his, with his dad and their ice cream. Or, but yeah, I just every time I watch that, I go like, Marnie, what are you doing? Because really, it's almost like everything that happens from then is kind of like it's Marnie's fault. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? he got he snuck in straight away. There's one point where Marnie's like, "Oh, this is all my fault," and I was like thinking, I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. Like this time, it actually is. You know, in a lot of these kids' movies, you're like, no, it's yeah, not your it fault. Is. No, it's definitely your fault, Money. Because, yeah, Cal had one of the spell books, but you wouldn't have had the second one if you hadn't just rudely taken him into Aggie's room. <laughs> where he's like, you know. And, I mean, yeah, this movie doesn't mess around. We meet Cal, <laughs> you know, they have a tour, and then straight away, we know he's the bad guy because he's stealing people's spell books. He's, you know. He's bad news. And then he goes out and he breaks the bus stop so they can't get to Halloween Town. But then they can. Yeah, because there's a gateway between, you know, the human world and Halloween Town that only opens on Halloween night. And yeah, this movie is very into like buses. Halloween Town has got a lot of transport <laughs> going on there. There's taxis, like the way you get, you can either go through the portal or you just get the bus from Halloween Town to the human world and it just like, you know, floats in and this big school bus just lands. I'm like, I don't know why humans don't see that and go, what is that? That's really weird. There's like a goblin person getting off a school bus. I know (laughs) know the series is fun, and it really is, and and it's a beloved series. But it really does seem, you know, derivative of a couple things. It it seems, you know, like there's elements of Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, the whole aspect of, of like holiday towns, if you will. There's obviously elements of Hocus Pocus in here. A lot yeah. of them, right? So, you know, spell book. I mean, I know, like, the, obviously there's, like, witches lore that, mm. that exists, that there's always going to be elements of the stuff in there. Yeah. I just, again, the pace of this movie is so fast. Like, you're saying, like, oh, he reveals he's the bad guy. Like, oh, and he, he just tells <laughs> yeah. us his whole plan, and he does it. And uh, we can't get to Halloween Town. Oh, no, we can, oh. you know? <laughs> like, uh, there, there's a lot of that. that that's why I, I keep bringing this up. It feels like this is like you cannot watch this movie standalone, that it is just a companion piece (laughs) for the rest of the films. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need to kind of know what's up because you need to know about Calabar in this way because otherwise it's (laughs) like. I think, uh, too, like that, what was his name? Like the friend who's sometimes a. Oh, yeah, the. Yeah. Goblin? A goblin, goblin, right? Boy. Yeah, I assume he's in the first film. Yes. Yes, he is in the first film. Luke. Yeah, the, I don't know. The Goblin. Yeah. Luke the Goblin. But, um, <clears throat> yes. Which, yeah, he was in the first two. And then I feel like from what I've read, people kind of were thinking maybe he'd become, like, you know, Marnie's love interest. But then in the third one, he's not there. So <laughs> okay. he's gone. Love interest out. <laughs> but um yeah i think everyone goes like they should have kept luke like they should have kept him around money should have had like a 
goblin boyfriend instead of a human one. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna preempt this and say I need to have you back to do Halloween Town High, but when I watch Halloween Town mm-hmm. High, I'm gonna watch all three instead of doing it like this. And I also because I also really want an overview of the series when I do this. Like I, like I said, ba- babies at home. I don't have a lot of sleep. I'm like, let me pop in Halloween Town 2 and just watch it. And I just, I felt like there was magic here, but there wasn't Mm. enough magic for me. I felt a bit disconnected. And I know people Mm. love this series. But again, I just think people love it as a series, right? And I need to, I know I need to do my high school slumber party homework now and watch all three for next year or something. Yes. And yeah, I do feel that doesn't feel as Halloween-y. All the scenes were in Halloween Town in this one. It doesn't feel as Halloweeny. It feels much more Halloweeny when we're back in the human world, which I guess is sort of part of the whole like revenge. Because <laughs> in the beginning, it was sort of like you know, human world Halloween people. They all you know were together. They were in the same world, but then you know they sort of turned on each other. They were having like a war, and then they they sort of make it like human Halloween is sort of started as a way of like you know making fun of Halloween Town. And trying to turn Halloween Town people into something scary, and Halloween Town people don't like that, so they have separate worlds. But um, yeah, so that's why I think Cal's revenge is to sort of, you know, turn all the humans into the creatures that they make fun of by dressing up as them on Halloween. But yeah, the most sort of like Halloween sort of aspects happen in the human world because in Halloween Town, really, we just spend most of the time in Gorts sort of junk house so, Me too. It's, not ha- it's not very halloweeny in there but we just um, <laughs> that's pretty much we go to that very tiny town square of halloween town for a tiny bit it's halloweeny sort of just because people look halloweeny but then yeah once the gray spell which sort of just turns you know halloween town people into really boring gray sort of human like creatures but yes then we end up Trying to find the spell book because all lost things everywhere, not just Halloween Town, lost things here in our world end up at Gort's house because he loves junk. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to him, though, you, you hit on a really good point about this movie that I, I think where I sort of, it, where it lost me a little bit. The, someone wrote this script and said, I'm going to take the most interesting part of the movie, literally Halloween Town. And the gimmick I'm going to do for it is to make yes. it boring. Literally, that's what someone said. Like, how boring mm. can I make the most exciting yeah. part of this film? And, like, as we talk it out, that boggles yeah. my mind. Like, I wish they almost, like, turned it upside down or weird or scary or dark or something. You know what I mean? Where, like, like a bizarro world instead of, like, hey, what's the most boring aspect of, of real Earth humanity? Oh, how boring people are. <laughs> Yeah. It's called Halloween Town, but it's like instead it's like Boring Town, and it's mm. like why, why, why? Like yeah, so I, I yeah. think I think that's a miss. I like the yeah. character of what's his name, the the, the collector of things, or not collector. Uh, you, you mentioned it. Um, Gort. Gort. The like right? junk monster thing. I'm not actually sure what he technically is, but he's like a junk. He's a junk monster guy. He's very grumpy and sort of hates everyone, but loves. He loves rubbish, and he has a pet cockroach, which is kind of 
funny in a gross way but <laughs> yeah like look i like this hoarding dude where like you lose something you don't know where it is and that's where it ends up but you are absolutely right shoni mm-hmm. we spend way too much time in his house like this should be a two yeah. minute scene and it's <laughs> like a third of the movie because yes they get trapped because of cal he traps them at Gort's house so they're just like yeah i don't know why of all the places they could have been trapped could have been somewhere spooky but we were trapped in well first of all they're trapped in like the gray version of Gort's house and then because aggie gets hit by the gray curse gray spell as well so then she can't really help but before she sort of fully turns gray she like you know gives money a spell to travel back in time because then they go we can't leave Gort's house but maybe we can like you know go back in time to Gort's house when they were still rubbish and we'll find the spell book so but yes because Marnie's often a bit you know she's a little bit careless with magic sometimes she loses the bit of paper <laughs> with the spell so like you know and then because because they're at Gort's house it's lost and then he went if something's lost at my house it's lost forever it doesn't end up somewhere else so we then lose the spell because Marnie just, you know, is a bit careless sometimes. <laughs> um, and mention, mentioning that too, you, you make a really good point. Like, um, I, I totally forgot for a second that Aggie is also great or whatever. The film is also not yeah. just taking the most interesting place and making it boring. It's taking the most interesting characters yes, and making them boring on purpose. Yes. Because, <laughs> yes. yeah, Aggie's just sitting there sorting socks. And, you know, there aren't any... <laughs> and because they're the lost socks, there's only one. So they're trying to sort all these socks, but none of them match. But, you know, she and Gort are just which, sitting Which there. is a funny... It's a funny and interesting premise, but, like, again, you're just... You're you're sidelining, yeah. you know, Debbie Reynolds. It's like... A, <laughs> this, is, this is the movie yeah. that found out how to sideline Debbie Reynolds and her larger-than-life performances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sideline Debbie oh, Reynolds, man. and then just got a lot of Dylan, and then just got a lot of Dylan back in the human world. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Why are we benching Debbie Reynolds to like hang out with Dylan and his tirade against? Even though he's magic as well, but he he refuses to have anything to do with magic and just conveniently forgets that you know he is also magic because he's actually just like the most for no reason as well person of all time. Like he like. He pretty much just maybe they base the gray spell on Dylan because he's just so boring. <laughs> he looks like a child accountant. Yes, yes, and he has the personality of a child accountant. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But, so um, uh... yeah, so they, you know, yeah, we just spend. So I think I like with this one that we when we swap back to the human world because like then there's a Halloween party at the school. It's like, it feels very, you know, they're kind of the bits I enjoy the most because it's Halloween, even though Halloween Town should be the fun bit. But yeah, our world becomes the fun bit because it's a Halloween party, which is, you know, that's fun. Always cool. But you're right that like the element that the element that they can, um, you know, they're going to turn into their costumes. That Mm. is cool. Like I've seen it in a couple other things, but like that's. That's the most exciting yeah. part of the movie to me. Like to, to be trapped in, in the spooky costume that you're dressing as. Mm. That's fun and, and and like scary and whimsical yeah. at the same time. I I wish mm. we spent more with that than how can I put it? I wish yeah. we spent more doing that than um in the Gort's hoarders den. 
Yes. Because, yeah, very quickly it kind of, we get why they're there. They're going back in time. Marnie keeps getting the time wrong. They sort of overshoot. But I feel like we kind of do the going back in time thing a few too many times. Like we sort of, we get yes. what they're doing. They're trying to find the spell book. But I feel like we kind of do the same thing over and over again. And then, you know, Marnie forgets the spell. So then Luke has to try and remind her. And then Marnie was just this thing. She forgets spells, but then instead of actually trying to remember them, she just throws out all these like random words that were nothing to do with the spell. <laughs> and nothing happened. <laughs> Which is not fun for us. Like her doing random words is like, no, <laughs> I don't no. know. <laughs> and because the whole thing is like, you know, but I'm a witch. I can't just not be. But then half the time it's like, she takes being a witch seriously. But then other times it's like, she just takes it for granted and doesn't really put, you know, the effort in that perhaps she should because she's learning how to be a witch. And I think, she does kind of just barrel around sometimes acting like, you know, she's already like an expert at being a witch, but actually she's not. She doesn't know that much about it yet without Aggie's help. So she does get a bit, you know, sometimes I won't go like, come on, Marnie, like put some effort in. You've got magic, like, you know, use it properly. Respect <laughs> the magic. But yes, then they figure out a spell to undo the gray thing, which is very weird. It's just like she says a trap. But then if they go Trapper, then that's a spell, which is very like, of all the other spells in this series that they're really long, this one it's just, you know, two words. And then if you say it backwards, a it short reverses little the word. spell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess that's when, the younger, that's when the younger sister does go to Halloween Town, right? Um, no. Oh, no, Sophie's on this side because then they kind of do that spell that eventually... Because, yeah, it's sort of, they kind of try and get back in time because Cal's shutting the portal between the two worlds. So then it seems like all is lost because Marnie and Luke didn't get back in time. And then they have to see, you know, which is then creepy because Sophie and Dylan make their way to the high school dance because they figured out that Cal's dad is actually a frog. <laughs> so that's, that's a thing. <laughs> But yeah, that whole thing is weird. Like, they've just had a Halloween party. The mum then gets invited to go to the high school dance with Cal's frog dad. And then Dylan was going to go to the dance. And then they go like, oh, wait, that means we're leaving Sophie. Because they've gone to Halloween town. We're just, yeah, sure, okay. Sophie has to go to bed and we'll just leave her in the house by herself. <laughs> because we're all off. We've got plans that don't include Sophie ever. So <laughs> It's funny, like... This is a kids' movie, and I hate to put it this way. I'm gonna to try to do this not crudely, but both Marnie and her mom okay. are so easily swayed by like men asking them out on a date, and like, I don't know if that's a really great thing, right? Like with Marnie, it's like he's like, "Yeah, come to the dance with me," and he's like, "She's like, okay, I'll show you all the secrets of Halloween Town," <laughs> yeah. and the mom is like, "I hate Halloween." And the, and the frog dad yeah. is like, hey, let's go to the dance. And she's like, wait, that's for kids. And he's like, well, we could be chaperones. She's like, okay, let's go to the yeah. Halloween dance together. <laughs> yeah, and then even though Sophie keeps trying to tell the mom that something light is up, she just, like, won't she won't listen to Sophie because she's, like, at the dance. And, yeah, and then Sophie and Dylan figure out kind of what's gone wrong. I think Marnie gets in contact with them. And then, yeah, they have to get to the dance so then 
Sophie gets her one one chance to write to fly a broom, which she doesn't know how, but you know, she just figures it out. And then she and Dylan they're very low to the ground, so I feel like people would have seen them flying around on a broom, but it's Halloween. Maybe they just thought it was a you know, effect or something. <laughs> but yeah, so they have to end up they have to go to the dance because, you know, they have to try and find the mum and even then she won't believe them and then they're trying to, you know, reveal Cal's whole evil plan of turning everyone at the dance. I don't know why it's just a high school dance. Like it's not turning the whole world into scary creatures. It's just some teenagers from a random American town <laughs> that know nothing about Halloween town. So it's like, I don't really know why that's his revenge because this town has nothing to do with Halloween town. Yeah. That was on my list as well to discuss really quickly. Like, his revenge is so small scaled, you know, he's turning, you know, at at most 40, 50 people, you know, into their costumes. And Mm. that's his great revenge. Maybe that's all the power he has. I don't know. It does seem because it's like he's trying to get revenge on Marnie, but then really he's mostly getting revenge on the people of Halloween Town because they're all the ones, the whole of Halloween Town is turning gray. But here it's just, you know. 50 teenagers are turning into monsters. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anything else you want to mention uh, about the film or should we get into our awards? I mean, I do like at the end that, you know, the family is kind of, Sophie gets to have a big moment because, you know, she has to do a spell on the other side. And then I do like how, you know, the family all come together at the end and do the spell and they break, you know, the portal between the two worlds. So then, it, you know, it fixes everything. It means Marnie can just go, you know, between the human world and Halloween Town, and she doesn't have to, you know, leave for a hundred years. And she gets to, you know, just keep doing her thing and keep learning magic. I mean, Sophie still just gets left out again. <laughs> Poor Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. That is important to note, right? Like how yeah. they tr- sort of change the rules. That it's like you can't cross Halloween town yes. every Halloween now. It's just now now they can go whenever, which is interesting and fun. And I'm yes. sure, you know, it's going to matter, I would think, in Halloween Town High. We'll see. Um, I haven't yes. seen that one in yes, a long that time. Is, so. That is addressed. There are well, not exactly consequences, but it is, you know, <laughs> the people of Halloween Town. It's addressed. Marnie is summoned. There's a, there's a whole thing. But... Um, Yes, but yes, they finally defeat Cal. I mean, I feel like they sort of defeat defeat Cal quite quickly, but really it's more about <laughs> the family overcoming the evilness and, you know, all coming together and then Aggie's back to normal and, yeah. I mean, some of the costumes, I kind of feel like if I was someone who was dressed like a vampire or something, really all she got was, like, some extra fangs when she sort of became evil. But I think if I'd probably been there, I would have wanted to be one of the people in a mask because then those masks actually sort of, some of those masks are actually kind of cool because then they get like a full like rubber, like makeup head, like the principal or something. He's up on the stage and then he ends up like, you know, with this big yellow head with like one eye sticking out and like, you know, some of the like, you know, the costume. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. There's a lot of people I know who would probably be excited that they turned into their Halloween costume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think another bit of trivia, I, th- I think the mask that Gwen has on, which is sort of like a goblin-y, witchy sort of thing, I think that mask is meant to sort of be a nod 
to the witch mask in Halloween 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, spooky, I read that. The spooky masks that then, you know, people become, become the mask. So, yeah. Which also could be, you know, a nod to the haunted mask goosebumps as well because people, you know, you become the mask and you can't take it off because you become evil. Yeah, that that's definitely, like, a, a trope we see a lot. I, I thought that was funny, though, that they put, like, an Easter egg to, like, a straight-up horror film in Halloween Town 2. Like, yeah. like there's some, cro- <laughs> you know, there's probably very little crossover there, but <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, no, like, again, I, I, I thought the ending, you know, wasn't bad. I, I thought, like, the you know, the ending had the most magic of the entire film. It just felt mm-hmm. rushed of how we got yes. here. But I'm going to reserve my judgment till next year when I, hopefully I can watch the entire series and again hopefully you'll be back to talk mm-hmm. Halloween Town High um, yes. <laughs> but let's get into our awards oh and quick spoiler for Halloween Town High we never go to Halloween Town so that wow spoiler for okay that. Uh, yeah <laughs> okay there's no we're, we're in the we're only in the human world we don't get to go to Halloween Town so that's kind of a... interesting interesting i kind of i kind of can't wait so yeah. i will definitely do like a full rewatch of all the films i might even watch the fourth one next yeah. year who knows um th- though that one's in college what? i just I read know. so it doesn't count yes yes that doesn't count and it doesn't count anyway that movie doesn't exist it was lost <laughs> fair you know, fair it, fair it was okay. made but it was a film that got, it got lost somewhere and it's never been seen again <laughs> all right let's do our awards who shawnee was this mm-hmm. movie made for um, well, I mean, you know, it's made for tweens, teens, you know, people that want to be a witch. It's made for all the, you know, the millennial girls out there who, you know, still wish they were a witch today. Like, it's definitely made <laughs> for, you know, that audience, like the Sabrina the Teenage Witch audience, people that, you know, love Halloween. And I mean, now it's sort of, you know, it's for kids, but it's also for the Disney adults out there. So, because there's a lot of I know that's Agreed. a big, that's a big, a big community. The Disney adults, huge, and yeah, you know, for the Debbie Reynolds fans out there, even though she, yeah, the Debbie Reynolds fans for sure. <laughs> though she's yeah, definitely more in Halloween Town one, even though she kind of gets sidelined in that a little bit as well because it's more about the kids but yeah she kind of gets a much bigger part in the third one so good to know good to know all right most likely to succeed which character won the movie to you well i feel like i'm gonna give this award to sophie i think because you know she's always just trying to help with the family with everything everyone overlooks sophie all the time but she is actually you know she's a cromwell witch as well she's powerful she's sort stuff out but yeah justice for sophie <laughs> justice for sophie i like it <laughs> oh, um <yes. laughs> maybe that maybe that's your answer here maybe it isn't but wooderson award is there a character who you would have liked to have seen more of in the film well yeah i think we should have seen more of aggie just you know just because and i think they should have reversed it they should have been more sophie and less dylan but they weirdly went the other way. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so perhaps D- Dylan is your answer for the next question. Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character whose omission yeah. would make the film better? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, just scrap Dylan. He doesn't need to be there. <laughs> he just gets in the way and complains. But yeah, 
No, Dylan. Get rid of him. <laughs> Dylan is like, I forgot, you know, what we do in the shadows, like the that fun sucking type <laughs> of vampire. That's like the that's like the Dylan. Yes. Just the boring boy accountant. <laughs> Cameron Fry Award. Did anyone look too old to be a high schooler here? Hard to say. There are a lot of kids here. Um I don't think so, but what yeah. do you think? No, I don't think so. And then even once we get to the high school, a lot of the teenagers, you can't actually see their faces because they've got masks on. But the ones that you can see, you know, I think they all look, you know, no one sticks out like looking really old. No, I think everyone kind of looks age appropriate. I think. All right. I'm going to hand you the manila card, the red pen, A plus to F scale here in High School Slumber Party. But first, a cheat sheet. No critical rating, because they usually don't rate TV movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, audience score, uh-huh. 62%. Letterbox, the nerds on Letterbox, 2.8 there. Uh-huh. But Shawnee, we're going to throw that away. What will you grade Halloween mm-hmm. Town to Calabar's Revenge? Um, well, I feel like maybe like a solid B, B plus sort of territory i think it's definitely not in the a grade level but yeah yeah it's i think a, yeah a solid sort of b b b plus i think that's fair <laughs> fair enough i'm gonna give it a, a c slash incomplete i really think i need to watch the rest of them in order again i, I i'll say it for the millionth time today yeah. i i don't think anyone <laughs> on halloween or like in the Halloween season, just watches Halloween Town 2. You know what I mean? I think people do it as a set. They're so short as well. Like you could watch all the Halloween Town movies like at the same length as Oppenheimer or something like that, right? (laughs) I think it's like really, really doable together. So my score is like a a C for now, but pretty incomplete. Okay. I forgot about this question because I haven't recorded much lately, but it is a very fun question we have here in High School Slumber Party, especially in Halloween season. Shawnee, you and I are at our Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge Slumber Party. Uh, we have custom yes. Halloween Town 2 sleeping bags. What does your sleeping oh. bag look like? Um, hmm. What does it look like? Um, I think it's going to be sort of fashioned a bit after Marnie's witch outfit. I think it's going to be like, you know, purple, sort of crushed velvet with silver stars sewn on it, I think. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. This is tough because there's such boring motifs here. I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. think of something that's not that's not boring. I was thinking about doing a Dylan theme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ew. Uh, I was thinking of doing a Dylan themed one, but like no one would enjoy that at the slumber party. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna zag a little bit. I'm gonna do one that's uh-huh. it's not really Halloween Town, but it's gonna be like a Debbie Reynolds career retrospective sleeping bag. Oh. It's gonna be like nice. shots of Debbie Reynolds in all those old films, you know what I mean? Up into Halloween uh-huh. Town. So we get a nice little career overview yeah. on my sleeping bag. Well, that sounds good. I feel like it should have some, like, you know, sparkles on it or sequins or something. Just to... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just it's going to be very went anywhere much... without sequins. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's definitely Debbie Reynolds inspired mm. as well. Yes. 
This, though, this is my favorite question every week. You and I are in the magical blockbuster that has every film that has ever existed up until this point. We know for our slumber party that we are watching Halloween Town 2. And I'm just going to disqualify. Please Uh do not say Halloween Town 1 and Halloween Town 3. You know, let's do other films. Um, But (laughs) we know we're renting Halloween Town 2. And we get to the counter Uh and we see a sign that says rent two movies, get one free. And I say, Shawnee, pick up two other movies that we should watch for our slumber party triple feature. What two other movies should we watch with Halloween Town 2? All right. Well, um, I think one of my picks, it's actually another Disney Halloween movie that I actually only saw for the first time yesterday. I don't know how I missed it. it. I think it was just one that wasn't on TV here. But it's got Kirsten Dunst in it, so I'm annoyed that I missed that one. But um, Tower of Terror, because that is, um, yeah, based on the Disney Tower of Terror ride. It's set on Halloween, and actually it's filmed, it was filmed in the ride itself. So that's fun. Wow. I didn't know that film existed. Yeah. Hall of Famer, Kirsten Dunst, that's awesome. Yes, I think it came out in 1997, but yeah, it was a disney tv movie sort of thing but it's one that it's not on disney plus so i got it on dvd because i went you know it's exactly it's exactly my kind of thing like it's set on halloween it's a spooky disney movie and it's got kirsten dunst in it who of course was the best part of the movie because uh you know and by 1997 she was already you know she'd already done tons of stuff this was kind of like a you know was slumming it a little bit because she'd been in all these like massive blockbuster films and then she was just in like a random Disney movie where she was Steve Gutenberg's niece. Like it. <laughs> so Steve I think, Gutenberg. you know, she was Classic. definitely the most famous person in the film, really. But um, so yeah, that Tower of Terror is my first choice. Um, nice. Hmm. Well, I mean, maybe this is cheating a little bit because we've talked about it before. But I feel like something can sort of, you know, finish out this trilogy of like, you know, TV movie style things. I'm going to go Teen Witch because, you know, Marnie's a Teen Witch. Nice. Louise is a Teen Witch. I think, yeah, I think that finishes it out well. <laughs> and how, how are you ever going to top that, right? I mean, yeah, you're never going to top that. <laughs> <laughs> you can try, but yeah, you're never going to. <laughs> I have two rentals myself this time. The first I already mentioned, the original OG Under Wraps. I have a lot of nostalgia for uh-huh. that film. Um, it was really fun at the yeah. time. I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe it doesn't age well, but definitely want to include that on my rental list. And the other one, um, I, I don't think I mentioned today, but is also a sort of movie where there's two worlds, a spooky world and a real world, and... Um, you know, there's a sort of balance between the two, and that is uh, Coraline. I don't remember what year that was, the uh, animated film. Yes, yes. 2009. So, oh. yep, my choices there are Coraline and Under Wraps. That is fun. I love Coraline. That's very fun. I love that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that movie, too. Like, over the last couple of years, you know, my, my wife likes it a lot, and, and she watches it, and, you know... I've caught it from time to time, and you know I've gotten really into it. As not to be one of those 
new parents who constantly talks about their child but you know when when uh, having this child so close to halloween I start to think yeah. of, like, what movies am I going to be excited for her to watch for the first time around Halloween season? And uh, Coraline is one yeah. of them, that's for sure. Well, there you go. And later, when she's a bit older, you know, Teen Witch, Halloween Town, like, you know, Sabrina. <laughs> she can just, like, totally just get her into all the witchy movies. You know, she was nearly a Halloween baby, so, you know, this Halloween in your future to enjoy. She was close. <laughs> She was also born uh, on mm-hmm. under a full moon and a very big flood here Ooh. in New York. So maybe she's a witch. Who knows? Oh, yep. Maybe at six. Maybe you know. Maybe it will happen for her. Maybe at sixteen, she'll get to become a witch. <laughs> I, I, I'll have to see. Else. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Shawnee, for taking the time today, uh, you know, to chat this film with me. Always love having you on, and love, of course, having you on for Halloween. Like I said, we have we have mm-hmm. a a date next year to talk the entire series, specifically Halloween Town High. Can't wait for that. You yeah. are a much busier podcaster than me these days, so why don't you let everyone here on High Slumber Party know? what you've been up to this episode will be out around halloween time obviously so uh plug away all right yes and also yes thank you for having me back again it is tradition that you know i come and talk about halloween things and yeah i think all the other films we've talked about at halloween town haven't actually had halloween in them so this this is exciting this is definitely the halloweeniest movie Ooh, i think yeah. i've ever talked about on this podcast so that's very exciting. I mean, I've, I seem to somehow bring Halloween into movies anytime we talk about movies, even though it's not there. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yes, when I'm not Halloweening, um, I am firmly living in the cinematic universe of Nora Ephron, myself and Dan Cullen, friend of the show, um, friend of the show. We co-host the podcast Around the Corner, the Nora Ephron podcast, where Every month we chat about, you know, in chronological order, all of the films written and or directed by Nora Ephron. Um, we recently had our first birthday in September, so that is very exciting. Um, our episode, I think when this is released, our episode will be Michael, starring John Travolta, the um, Angel movie. But um, yeah, but our movie before that was Mixed Nuts, if you sort of, which definitely, after Halloween movies, definitely check that out because that is a fun Christmas movie. So that's exciting. But, um, yeah, so if you – I'm not really sure what the sort of link between people that love high school movies and people that love Nora Ephron is, but if you're a rom-com fan or a Nora Ephron fan, definitely check us out. And you can find us at the the Nora podcast on Instagram. We're also on Twitter. but Again, Twitter is all over the place. It might not exist by the time this comes out. (laughs) But you can definitely find us on Instagram. And we're also on the Cage Club Network website and wherever you get your podcasts. So, yeah. Well, from my perspective, not very Halloween-y, but, uh, you know, living in New York and thinking about the great New York filmmakers and the great New York films, you, you know, you have to always include Nora Ephron in that um, when you walk around the Upper West Side, you feel like you're on a set of a Nora Ephron film. So 
definitely mm-hmm. a connection to me and my heart and you know great job you're doing there we were talking with dan the other day and you know he was mentioning that you know sort of the backdoor pilot for that show was um, when you guys were on a sort of halloween episode right the lost boys yeah. here yeah so definitely. uh you know love that one one of my favorite episodes there and you know always a pleasure having you on shawnee so so thanks once again no thank you and um happy halloween oh yes happy halloween Thank you to Shawnee Mead for popping on this episode and for always stopping by on Halloween. Very much appreciated. Listen to Shawnee's show, Podcast Around the Corner. Listen to when Shawnee guest stars and a bunch of other things. She's a great social media follow. Check her out. Once again, really appreciate her coming on. More homework for you. I forgot to mention at the top. Also check out our AP episode on Yes, God, Yes. I love that movie. I was re-listening to it, though, and I think I gave it a B plus, and I'm like, what? That's an A. So I apologize for that. Big regret. And I know what you're saying. Like, B plus is a good score, too. No, that's an A movie. Definitely watch Yes, God, Yes. And also, 100% listen to the episode on High School Slumber Party, this feed, or on cageclub.me with Island Addington, my AP co-host, and I. We started AP because we wanted to focus on modern teen films, and Yes, God, Yes is... A film that's like representative of the kind of things we want to share. We love the classics like Halloween Town 2 here in High School Slumber Party, but there's so much new great stuff coming out as well. So happy to do both here, to dip in the new and the old here. Nostalgia's great, but doesn't mean you should miss out on what's happening around you. Hmm. Sounds like a quote I often say here from a one Ferris Bueller. And it goes like this. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop looking around once in a while, you could miss it. I do have another regret, actually. Shawnee and I did not talk about the theme song to Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Witch's Brew by David Casper. Yeah, that's his name. That sounds like a real name, right, David Casper? If I'm insulting you out there, David Casper, I apologize. But this song is a banger this is like a pop hit i thought it was in sync i thought it was 98 degrees i thought it was one of those like disney bands or like a dream street or something so let's leave you with that really jam out to this one (sighs) time to finally eat all your candy get in your sleeping bag and hit the hay later friends
It's over. Go home. Go.